Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Cy Wilmore. This is the second series of the Journey Podcast, where we're speaking to the writers and photographers who contributed to issue two of Journey Magazine. And as such, I'm joined by Lauren Jarvis, a freelance journalist, travel writer, editor and author based in London. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks, Simon. How are you? I'm doing very, very well, thank you. I, I just heard that you've just uh, you've been out gallivanting all summer, and now it's kind of a busy few months of writing. Is that right? Definitely glued to my desk at the moment. Locked up after, in the office. Locked in the office after quite a few nice trips earlier in the year. So. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's get straight into that. Tell us about the the nice trips. Where have you been recently? So I was in Asia at the beginning of the year, um, Sri Lanka and Thailand. Um, and the Maldives, which was not too shabby. And then had um, some time in America, in the States, traveling around Florida. And then the most recent one was in Botswana, which was an incredible trip. Long been on my wish list to go and stayed at some great lodges with um, desert and delta safaris. Loads of wildlife, lots of elephants, everything I love. So yeah, but now I've got lots of writing to do. So back in London. You've had had all your fun for the year and now it's... uh... (laughs) Mind you, you chose the right, you know, you chose the right time to do it, you know, now that the weather's turned a bit and it's, it's nothing fun to be at. I don't know about you here in the Cotswolds, folks. It's grey, it's a bit miserable. It's perfect writing weather, to be honest. Exactly. Exactly. It's much easier to stay in at your desk when it's it's like this outside. Exactly right. Yeah. But hopefully that's not all the fun for the year. There should be some other things coming up again. Fingers crossed. And we, we can absolutely get that, get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about yourself, Lauren. Let's get started. Let's get into the kind of the interview proper. Tell us where you where you're originally from and how you got into travel writing. Um, so I was born and raised in London. Um, I did A levels, went to university, got a degree in literature and art history. Um, never studied journalism as such, but kind of always wanted to go in that direction. Thought I'd end up being 
in in publishing of some sort of mm -hmm. kind. Um, and my first job in publishing was actually proofreading uh, TV listings for some newspapers back in oh, day, nice. day newspaper, News of the World, that kind of thing. Um, and then I got a break writing some features for them, moved on to do some kids content for the Mirror. And then actually sort of for a long time worked in kids and teen publishing. So I was editing magazines like Sugar, uh, worked for Bliss for a while, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then um, the company I was working for ended up getting the contract to do National Geographic Kids magazine in the UK. So I was the launch editor for National Geographic Kids um, and edited that for six years, which was amazing. Um, ended up sadly getting re made redundant at the end of that time, which at the time was, you know, sort of at the end of the world, but I'd always <laughs> wanted to try travel writing. And so I suppose that was really the impetus that, you know, gave me, yeah, I, I decided to try it. I had some time. I had, um, yeah, some contacts that I'd made through National Geographic Kids. And so that's when I started to actually try and get into travel writing proper. So that was about 10 years ago now. Um, it was quite tricky at first because all my portfolio was, you know, was teen and kids writing. And so some editors didn't really feel that I could write maybe for an adult market. So, yeah, it was, you know, I had to push quite hard at the beginning to to be taken seriously and really grateful. Amanda Statham at Cosmopolitan gave me my first break to actually go away on a trip um, and write about it for them. So that was Thailand was my first freelance piece that I did for Cosmopolitan. And then after that, once you have some things in your portfolio, then it becomes a bit easier and, and it's sort of gone on from there. And then now, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be travel editor at Breathe magazine, which is a women's wellness and mindfulness magazine. It's bi-monthly. And then I write freelance for numerous consumer and trade publications as well. Okay, great. So you're the travel editor of Breathe. Can you share a little bit about your work with the magazine? Yeah, sure. So um, I said Breathe's sort of a mindfulness, wellness magazine, but they also cover a lot of content about nature, getting out into nature, wildlife, uh, mental health, and how um, that sort of like can link in with travel as well. So I do a lot of features for them where, which touch on travel, but also bring in a kind of conservation theme. Um, as well as doing some of the kind of more spa reviews and, you know, the sort of like more straightforward kind of health and wellness content as well. Fantastic. They also have a teen magazine. So I still do a little bit of the teen teamwork yeah, that I'm used to as well. Some of, the, some of the content goes into that magazine. And it's actually, um, it's out in other countries around the world as well. It's doing really well in Australia and France. Um, and it did, you know, and America. And obviously during the lockdown, it, it did particularly well as, as well, because it's very much about having time for yourself and about keeping calm, um, busting anxiety issues, that kind of thing. Doesn't carry any advertising. So it's a really kind of nice non-commercial environment. Fantastic. We're talking for Breathe magazine, of which the publisher is GMC. And, and talking of lockdown and lockdown projects, I believe you've also written a book. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so um, the publisher of Breathe, Gilda Master Craftsman, GMC, um, also have a book publishing uh, division. And so during lockdown, and obviously I couldn't travel as much as before, um, they came to me and asked if I'd have some time to write a book for them, which was fantastic. I'd always wanted to write a book. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that came out um, in October last year. Um, it's called Lumberjack. Uh, I think the reason they asked me to do it is because I travel quite a lot in North America and obviously a lot of the logging history, um, the history of the lumberjack uh, does stem back from North America, the Pacific Northwest, but I also bring in elements from Australia as well, which is another of my favourite countries. 
Um, yeah, so it was really actually really interesting getting into the history um, and also bringing it up to date with how Lumberjack really has sort of like gone through the ages. People are still wearing the shirts. There's a whole hipster movement. Um, every I'm wearing generation... one right now. Hopefully exactly. I'm not too much of a hipster, but this Andy is absolutely a Lumberjack shirt. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so it ended up being a really interesting project and I'm hoping to do another book for them um, next year. Fantastic. Uh, we can absolutely talk a little bit more about the next book, but let's co uh, kind of focus on the current book a little bit longer because it's just been shortlisted, I believe. Oh, yeah, it has. I was really, really thrilled, actually. It's been shortlisted um, in the National Geographic Traveller Readers Awards uh, under the Best Travel Book section. Up against you, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, for, for the folks who are listening, uh, you know, Lauren and I are mortal enemies normally because we're up against each other in exactly as Lauren says, National Geographic Traveller Reader Awards 2022. Um, but we're taking a taking an hour off our mortal eneminess just for just for the sake of this podcast now only only ridiculous i mean I, I i'm only being ridiculous partly because i don't think either of us are going to win it unfortunately as you say lauren we're up against the best in the business right i think yeah i think uh david attenborough might just pip us to the post but what a great guy to lose to bloody Attenborough! <laughs> of course he's gonna win it of course he's gonna win it but it's just an absolute honor to be of course shortlisted next to yourself and next to people like Attenborough it's quite a wonderful thing so thank you to everybody uh if you voted I believe voting is closed now but uh the results will be out very very soon very exciting times and congrats again for being shortlisted thank you thank you let's talk thank you very much let's talk a little bit about kind of more general travel uh destinations and trips you've spoken a little bit about north america a little bit of a, about australia and of course you've been you know all over the world tell us a bit about your your favorite destinations your favorite trips and perhaps your least favorite as well yeah uh well i tend to i suppose my favorite destinations are where there is an element of um you know a great wildlife story a great sure. conservation things i love the wilderness um I grew up in London. I love London and all it has to offer, but I think that's probably why when I'm away, I actually like to be as far away from everything <laughs> as I possibly can. So I love, you know, I love a good desert. Um, I love a swamp. Um, <laughs> of course. All, you know, of course, all those places. And I think that there are such really interesting stories to tell and also from the people that are working in wildlife conservation as well. They're like just heroes of mine as well. Um, so any stories... That, that lead me to those places and those people I'm always really keen to pursue. So some of the favourite trips um, I've done, like, as I say, Botswana was fantastic. Um, Everest was, Everest Base Camp was fantastic wow. as well. Amazing. The remote wilderness, ones where there's a bit of an element of challenge as well. Um, I really enjoy after I've done them. <laughs> <laughs> once you're back in the comfort once zone. Once I'm back in the comfort zone, yeah. exactly. Um, there was another brilliant memorable trip I did which was in the Yukon obviously incredible wilderness um in Canada and that was actually a boat uh, a canoe trip down the Yukon River um which I sort of said yes to without really thinking about That's the, the spirit yeah what it was actually gonna mean so I've got a really good friend Richard Harpham who runs um a company called Canoe um Canoe Trails mm -hmm. and he does these incredible wilderness trips out in Canada and he said oh you're in America do you want to come over and canoe the Yukon yeah. like sure didn't train, didn't really have the right gear. Two weeks wild camping, 450 miles Good later. <laughs> we arrived and we paddled from Whitehorse to Dawson City. 
and it was just incredible. I mean, it was going through grizzly bear country. You had to like, you know, clear the area every night before you set up your camp for bears. There were like wolf tracks around, but it was absolutely incredible. Freezing hard. I thought my arms were going to drop off, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant trip. Loved it. Fantastic. I mean, uh, we've kind of, obviously folks, I know Lauren, I've known her for many, many years now. And, and many people would say you're kind of maybe a specialist in adventure or wildlife or conservation or all of the above. It also just sounds like you're a bit of a lunatic, to be honest. Like you kind of go, oh, let's go and let's go and uh, canoe down through the Yukon. I mean, to do that with zero <laughs> preparation is uh, well. Let's go as an adventure specialist, but it could it could also be a, I don't know, a screw loose or whatever. But you know, adventure specialist. Let's uh, tell us a little bit more about that. What kind of adventure trips have you done? Simon for that <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think it's important also to like have trust in your guide and I really trusted Richard to to get us there safely and and thankfully he did um and that's been the case on some trips um well most trips thankfully um some of the others I've enjoyed I really um also love a road trip um so I've done quite a lot of off-road kind of uh adventures in like the top end of Australia for example um and through the states which has been brilliant and again just that feeling of really getting away you know at night being under a big sky uh, knowing that you're really in the middle of nowhere and and I think you know there's an element of yes that could be scary but actually once you're out there I, I I feel a lot of people should try it more because actually I think once you're out there this feeling of being in nature kind of envelop envelops you really and and I've always felt sort of a bit more comfortable out there I think probably it's more dangerous <laughs> <laughs> often being in in a city but but yeah I mean you do need to prepare and for for most of the trips we have been I've been quite prepared of course of course you, you're talking about Australia talking about road trips talking about uh you know nights under huge skies full of stars that leads us quite nicely into Journey Magazine, I guess. You've just written about Karajini National Park in Australia, where you did a road trip. Tell us a bit about that. How did you get involved with Journey? Yeah. Oh, so Journey, I first heard about, actually, when the crowdfunder um, shout-out came out. Um, I think that was during during COVID times, during That's lockdown. Right. Um, and I just thought, what a brilliant, brave, kind of audacious idea to launch Absolutely. a travel magazine, you know, at a time when we really couldn't travel. Yeah. Um, but I liked the ethos behind it. I liked that it was being put together by um, passionate freelancers for the freelance community to support the freelance community. So I was in kind of straight away, really, and ordered my copy, you know, put into the funding. Luckily, they, they met the funding. And obviously, the rest is history. I mean, to be shortlisted or actually to win travel magazine of the year after one issue I think is probably unheard of elsewhere and it's just massively well deserved you know I love the team behind it love I mean you know the production values and everything is brilliant so um, I wasn't in issue one but I was um, invited to contribute to issue two um, which I was thrilled to do so yeah ended up um, writing about a, a trip that I hadn't had I've written a lot about Australia but I've never written about this particular place and it was one of my absolute favorite places in Australia which also in a way made me not want to write about it it's weird there <laughs> are some gems, places right? 
Yeah, I think there are some places where you've had such a sort of kind of special time. Sometimes it's very personal it's and you want to kind of keep it to you. I'm not saying nobody else in the world has heard or been to Karajini National Park, but it was just this really magical realm that meant a lot. And my time then meant a lot. So, but actually, you know, after processing it for a few years, I just thought this is the one for journey that I wanted to do. And I also knew that the magazine would allow me the space, the words, um, include the visuals to really represent it in a way that I think it deserves. Whereas, you know, there are lots of lovely travel magazines, but obviously, you know, there's a limit to how much people can travel, how many um, uh, can include, how many words you can do. But that's what I like about Journey as well, is that there's really space for the story to, to breathe. And so, yeah, it was, I, I loved writing it and, um, and I loved seeing it in print. So thank you. It's an incredible, incredible destination. Amazing so, wildlife, amazing. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for like red dirt. <laughs> Lots of that. There's incredible rock. You can get that in Britain, I'm sure, right? Yeah, somewhere. Find some red dirt somewhere. Probably. Yeah, incredible rock formations, like really sort of rugged, out the way kind of stuff. Incredible skies. So yeah, definitely recommend it. If if you're in Western Australia, go into the Pilbara, and uh, it's just incredible. Absolutely. Wonderful. For folks, if you're listening, you know, and you're interested in Karajini National Park, it's K-A-R-I-J-I-N-I -I -I National Park in Western Australia, you said, Lauren. Yeah, it's in Western Australia in the Pilbara. Don't forget your swimsuit because there's a lot of, there's brilliant hiking through the gorges, but there are many gorges where you end up having to swim in, wow. which adds just another level of kind of adventure and excitement to the place. It it's is pretty as well. It's a phenomenal destination, folks. And, you know, uh, I can't pass up the opportunity to plug the magazine, J-R-N-Y-M-A-G, journeymag.com. Uh, and you can read all about, you can buy issue two and you can read all about Lauren's experiences in that rather fantastic place. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, looking forward, Lauren, you can be involved in an upcoming issue again of journey mag i believe yes um so i'm right well i've just actually um submitted a piece on uh, big bend national park in texas uh so again like you know quite a remote wilderness destination in north america um one of the lesser visited parks i would say in in the states but absolutely worth the journey um and there's some fantastic really interesting quirky ghost towns around there as well which are just, you just wouldn't believe, you know, there's like old saloons, 
there's um there's a town where they've got a goat as the mayor um, of the town uh still uh the mayor of Lahitas. um we we saw a deceased mayor of Lahitas who's stuffed in a saloon in a in a place called Tlingua. Wow. Um, yeah, which is pretty incredible. Um, but then driving into Big Bend itself, um, you've got incredible canyons, gorges. You, there's some rafting adventures you can do. You can canyon? Um, you can raft through the Saint Helena Canyon, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. So that, um, that's coming out in a future issue as well. Fantastic. Stay tuned, folks. That will be in one of the issues, issue three or issue four of Journey magazine. I believe issue three uh, I will know soon enough because I'll be proofreading it probably in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Let's kind of stay on the note of the future. Lauren, uh, what kind of trips, what kind of stories, what kind of plans do you have for the for the foreseeable future? Yeah, so so I've got a bit of writing to do at the moment. Um, I'd actually quite like to, uh, you know, for, for winter, perhaps go somewhere else to live and write wow. i'm thinking of doing that perhaps maybe somewhere in asia um as far as trips go um i'm hoping to get out to alaska oh, fantastic. um which would be amazing i love kind of i do quite a lot of expedition cruising as well so i've been to antarctica and the arctic places like that which is always fantastic um would like to try and get back to perhaps the galapagos as well another fantastic wildlife destination um, and also hoping to cover a story um, that's unfolding at the moment in Zimbabwe, um, where they're doing a massive relocation project um, from one area where there's a reserve where they have an overpopulation of you know there's too much wildlife to another area which wow. has actually been poached and hunted out in the past. Um, and so they're doing a massive translocation of animals, which has really never they've they've moved certain species, but this is like basically everything is kind of going so that's an incredible story i think that i'm hoping that's to get out fantastic. and cover as well in you, zimbabwe you, you very rarely hear about an area having too much wildlife right that because of i guess human activity in the last 100 however many years too many animals has never really been a problem what what kind yeah. of areas of zimbabwe was that um so it's in um a reserve where from hu- it's basically human development and encroachment mm. is kind of like impacting the area that is left for the the wild animals and obviously you know they don't animals migrate as well so the elephants are kind of moving out and take you know going on their routes that they would always go on but that's kind of bringing them into conflict with with local residents and that's happening more and more across the world really you know um and so what they're trying to do is move into an area which is up near mana pools mm-hmm. um in that sort of like up up in that area where as i say there was um i think it was a hunting concession and so yeah, they're, they're kind of very lacking in wildlife up there and they think it could be a move, you know, that could could really see these animals flourish rather than what is often the case, they're, they're cold, sure. you know, which is a disaster because at the moment, you know, these populations are in decline, but in some specific regions, there are too many. And so rather than using culling as the solution, the, the, um, there's um, they're actually called Great Plains, Great Plains Foundation. And they do fantastic work, work trying to come up with wildlife solutions. Fantastic. Sorry, what was the name of the company again for the benefit Great, of everyone listening? They're Great Plains Great Conservation Plains. and Great Plains Foundation. They have a series of lovely lodge, lodges across Africa as well. And the money from the lodges funds the conservation projects. So they've done big kind of rhino translocation projects as well in the past. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. What a wonderful story. Uh, well, we look forward to reading that one very, very soon. 
Thank you. Um, let's kind of, as we start to move towards the the end, let's, um, I, you know, we obviously are very, very lucky here at Journey Magazine. We get to speak to some phenomenally well-established writers and photographers. And I think it's always good to get your kind of tips and insights for, for advice that you might give to somebody starting out in the industry. What kind of tips, if either to your future, uh, you know, your future self who could live it all again, or to somebody else who's maybe a wannabe, uh, you know, a budding journalist or, or photographer what tips and what help could you give yeah. um I think really the main thing is to kind of have self-belief and and be persistent of course. um I mean that yeah there are still stories that I want to write and I have to send out multiple pictures <laughs> to editors to to try and get them you know to take the story um so it's sort of like constantly knocking on doors write just start writing as well um when i started you know there wasn't really there weren't really the platforms that there are today you know with podcasts blogs um the internet so i think there's a, a social media i think there are a lot of ways now where you can start creating content yourself um and put it up there so people really have something that they can look at from the start and and see what you can do see where your passions lie um and see what style of writer you are as well um and then it's just a case i mean quite often i will still go into wh smith um or another news agent and just you know spend some time looking at different magazines that there are you know looking in the masthead seeing who does what who's the features editor who's the editor who you need to speak to there's such a vast array of publications and websites now where you know you will find a a, a space for you where you can place your work um it's just finding them you know not sticking perhaps to you know the ones that everybody knows about but there's some fantastic magazines that are kind of more niche which actually are still really valuable for tourist boards for hotels for travel prs um so even if a magazine doesn't have a huge circulation that readership is so engaged with, with that magazine or the website that it's still worth the um, travel PR's while to take you on the trip and for that story to be told in that publication. So I think kind of casting your, your net quite wide is really um, is really helpful as well. Absolutely. There's a lot to be said about, you know, my, my corporate friends, I guess we'll call it, you know, find a niche or dominate your niche or niche down on something. And exactly as you say, Lauren, there are so many wonderful magazines out there that might not have millions of readers or whatever, but are so relevant to the thing that you might be writing about or the trip that you might be taking that arguably these things are more beneficial to as you say to the prs or the dmcs or whatever because the people that are likely to read about it are so interested and so effectively so likely to to want to do that trip that it's it you know i think with digital we always think about a numbers game like oh what's your reach what's your exposure what's your your engagement etc cetera, etc cetera. And a lot of those kind of numbers are creeping back into print mm -hmm. when you just can't, you can't put a, a, a number or you can't put a value on the value, you know, on, on people just genuinely being engaged. Now that word is something you hear in digital all the time, but people that are essentially probably going to recreate your trip because they've loved your story. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, I've always loved print and, you know, people have been saying that, <clears throat> print was kind of on its way out for, yeah, for years yeah. now you know and again that's why it's great to see a magazine like journey just sort of you know it's like no not but listening the trend, to yeah yeah but the trend and come out and I think um you know people develop 
really close relationships with the favorite magazines you know I've still got copies from years back I'm paying for a quite expensive storage space and half of that storage space is probably full of magazines well that's a wonderful thing that's which wonderful. some people probably think is crazy but yeah they're just you know I'm hoping for a day when I'll have a huge library and I can get them all out and uh, and read them every day but yeah the, the relationship between magazine is is important definitely um travel is obviously so well presented in print and magazines you can see the beautiful pictures you know it really draws you in but yeah I look I look forward to the day that I can buy a ticket for the for the Jarvis library perhaps right next to the Bodley and you've got the Bodleian library in Oxford and then the Jarvis library of I met in my house oh in your house Oh, yeah. no, I was thinking bigger than that, Lauren, you know. Oh, okay, let's go big. Take over the uh, Oxford uh, <laughs> Cathedral, I don't know, and have a wonderful selection of travel writing. Um, that would be nice. Going back over the years. I'll um, have your book in there, Simon. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. I've got another customer. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can people find you on, online, Lauren? How can they get in touch? Uh, so most of my travel work, I suppose, is through, um, I put on Instagram. So that's the main one that I use for okay. work. Um, the book what's is your on handle? Lauren Jarvis Travels. Fantastic, thank you. Um, and then the book is available from bookstores and online, places like Amazon, Foils, Waterstones, etc. Uh, Breathe magazine is bi-monthly and is out in stores including Waitrose, supermarkets, WH Smiths, etc. Yeah. Fantastic. And various other pieces online and, and in various oh, magazines. Yeah. If, if people search for Lauren Jarvis journalist or Lauren Jarvis lumberjack is the title of the book, right? Lumberjack, yeah. Lumberjack, adventure is calling the history, the law, the life. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think that's just about all we have time for, but you've been listening to Lauren Jarvis. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Simon. Sorry, I said you had a screw loose. <laughs> that's okay. I'll get you later. <laughs> okay. I'm scared now. Um, You've been listening to the Journey podcast, which is available at journeymag.com. That's J-R-N-Y-M-A-G.com or wherever you usually access your podcasts. I'm Cy Wilmore and thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.